Coming up on this episode of DL Weekly, the Super Bowl celebration came to the resort. New eats at one of our favorite locations. A new souvenir for guests who want to be cast members. Easter is coming. We finish our chat with Christopher and more. DL Weekly starts now. Hello, everyone. Welcome aboard the DL Weekly podcast. Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. If this is your first time listening, we hope you'll check out our website at dlweekly.net. If you have more time to spend, becoming an official weekly tier at dlweekly.net slash support is an especially good value. Thanks for traveling with us today, and we hope you have a happy and memorable listen to this week's episode. Well, hello and welcome to this episode of DL Weekly for the week of February 14th, 2024. I'm Tag Bushman. And I'm Teresa Urban. We would like to thank everyone who supports this show, including a special shout out to Andrea M., Grace W., Eric C., and Ashley C. If you would like to help support the show to make sure that we can keep bringing you the latest news and information, discussion, and interviews about Disneyland, head on over to dlweekly.net slash support. Now let's get to the news. The biggest sporting event of the year in the United States took place this past weekend, and as is tradition, the winning team visited a Disney resort. This year, the Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes and his family came to Disneyland to celebrate. He took some photos with his family in Toontown, took part in the Super Bowl cavalcade on Monday, and just generally hung around the park. Enjoyed the park. This was, we've got to look this up because he, they, the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl this year, of course, but they also won the Super Bowl last year and last year patrick was at disneyland so the same person got to say i'm going to disneyland two years in a row has that happened before like come on how cool i don't know let's look super bowl like in a row you're saying yeah so and the fact that it was on the same coast so it was disneyland both times Mm. so it wasn't like disneyland and then disney world oh yeah because is that wild yeah because they did it in arizona Mm mm-hmm Oh, interesting. And then the, then also way back in 2020, was he also on I the team know. in 2020? But they went to Disney World. Yeah, that that was those would have been Florida, yeah. Yeah. Huh, interesting. Like, I guess I didn't think about this before. I, I didn't think that they went to whatever one they're closest to. I literally yeah. thought it was just kind of like a back and forth thing. You know, the cavalcade looked like fun, Mahomes. I have to say, that game went on for quite a while. And I have to say that... Look at that. He got to say it, well, Disneyland twice and Disney World once. Crazy. But I have to say that that I was surprised. I'm always surprised when they have these folks go the very next day because you got to think that they've got to be exhausted from all of the yeah. effort they put out the day before. And plus, just think about all the, like, stress. I'm sure they didn't sleep much the night before. Well, so, and crazy. according to, like, social media, right, they do... There was all sorts of videos and photos of them at like an after party, and it was at you know the Super Bowl was in Vegas, so I'm sure they went to bed at a reasonable time yeah, celebrating sure. in Vegas. <laughs> so, at least they were close to Disneyland. Yeah, that's that's, that's true. At least it was hours. a short a short flight or a short drive. I'm sure they flew a short flight to get to Disneyland, and the parade wasn't until the afternoon. So hopefully he was able to get some rest in before enjoying Dis- Disneyland for the day with his family. Well, the cavalcade in Disneyland wasn't the only celebration happening for the Super Bowl. In downtown Disney, Snickers, yes, the candy bar, hosted a celebration at the live stage. There were photo ops, games, music, and you could get a free Snickers bar. Well, this is kind of cool. I I like the idea that they had 
some basically like some lawn games and yeah. stuff like that. They had some music. It looks like they had like a little cornhole thing, like a little tic-tac-toe. Of course, getting some free sticker. I don't know. I think this is kind of cool. Plus, did you catch where it was happening? One of our new favorite spaces well, in yes. downtown Disney, the brand new stage and lawn area at the far end of Disneyland in the the newly, I don't know, newly opened space. So, I mean, come on. I love seeing this stuff because really before they just had the little section between Tortilla Joe's and what, Splitsville? Mm-hmm. That's now become the alley. That was the only like open space that they could do special event type things like this. So more possibilities with more green space. Yeah. And of course, this will be even even bigger later on when they mm-hmm. finally get some more of those things built together so you can use more of that space. Yeah. So Very awesome. Cool. Well, there hasn't been much to see about how the interior of Tiana's Bio Adventure is coming along, but the Disney Parks blog did give us kind of a glimpse. A new audio animatronic was shown off in the post as part of a TikTok video. The Tiana animatronic looks amazing in her new outfit and provides just a glimpse of what is coming for the attraction, debuting, they confirmed, later this year at Walt Disney World and Disneyland. This was incredible. I seriously, the first time I opened... The dis like saw a photo of this and opened the Disney Parks blog article. When you look at the animatronic, just a photo of the animatronic, you would think it was concept art, or you would think it it, it looks like it looks like artwork. It looks like it's hand drawn. It looks like it just stepped down out of the animated movie. But then you realize the next photo next to it is an Imagineer working on it. So you realize, oh no, this is this is real. This isn't the concept art. This isn't just what they're thinking. And watching the video, fluid, beautiful movements on this animatronic. I'm. Did you notice her eyes excited. move a lot? Yeah, that's crazy. And you know me, I'm just excited that it's a physical face and not a projected face. Sure. They were doing that for a while, and I am not not personally a fan of the looks of that. So yeah, this makes me oodles more excited for the attraction. Sharita Carter, wasn't she the one that was on stage when they announced this at D23? I feel like she was up there oh, with some I'm of the sure people. I'm sure she would have been. So, I don't know. She looks very excited to talk about this. I, oh, I'm i always mean, a fan. You mean the last D20? Yes. Yeah. Yes, she was. The one that we just, yeah, the one that we were yeah. recently, yeah. So, I was just really happy to see that they're doing some really great work on the new animatronics and that it looks so good and they kind of just finally steered away from that projected face kind of thing mm-hmm. going on. Because I think this is just going to be Awesome. Now, if this is the type of animatronics that are to come for this attraction, I am here for it. It's just, I mean, seriously, it looks like she just stepped down out of the movie screen. Like, it's amazing to see, like, animation in, like, you know, in real life, I guess would be a good way of saying it. Yeah, it's incredible. And the details on her outfit, beautiful. Mm Mm-hmm. One of our favorite eateries in downtown Disney, of course, I'm talking about the Earl of Sandwich, has some new limited time treats. For only a few days, guests could get a red velvet cake sandwich, which featured two red velvet cake rounds, a layer of cream cheese frosting, and topped with heart sprinkles, of course, in celebration of Valentine's Day. One item that is still on the menu for a limited time is the Earl's Pastrami Sandwich. So, I'm... Sad that we talked about this so late that it's like done because it's only through, through Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. So if you're listening to this the day it drops and you're going get, today, get down to Earl of Sandwich. <laughs> you can get this. But I will say the other one, I don't really, they don't have a lot of information of what's on the Earl's 
pastrami from what i can tell from this article but it looks really good it looks it, like it's got some some type of i assume like, like a cheese. provolone cheese yeah looks like um, kraut. i'm a big fan of pro of uh of pastrami are you a pastrami that fan? is a piled high pastrami wow. pastrami sandwich as well i am no pastrami is not my thing so go right on ahead you have your helping and my helping of the pastrami sure. i'm gonna stick with my caprese sandwich that i get there that i love so much i mean i really like my what is it my italian or whatever that i get mm-hmm. there is also very good well, move over Valentine's Day. I mean, it's going to be basically over by the time you hear this probably anyway. Well, Easter merch is already making a move into the resort. A new Donald Duck Easter egg sipper will be coming to Disneyland on February 15th for $24.99. The sipper features Donald Duck dressed as an Easter egg holding a carrot and a bag of eggs. I can't with this one. It's so cute. We all thought that Donald as a, a candy corn was adorable. And then we got Donald, I think, as a... a holiday tree and now we've got the things (laughs) now we've because i don't know it's adorable though now we've got donald as an easter egg it's like bunny ears i just realized yep and he's wearing bunny ears he's got a little basket of eggs as he's dressed up as an egg it's cute it's so cute (laughs) this is going to be popular for sure you can add it to your donald collection i don't really have a donald collection no i mean like not you specifically oh sure (laughs) What do you think about Donald? Like, where does he fall on your I Fab love Five? Donald. Yeah, but like of the Fab, what six if I now, had right? To like, rate? like where does Donald fall in the Boy. top six characters? Oh, don't make me choose. Tag. Don't make because I assume that like Mickey or Minnie would be at the top for you. No, they kind of are all at the top because I love oh, Chip and Dale. Goodness, I love Goofy. I love Donald and Daisy. So on the hub crawl, we asked a question that said, if you could be a Disney character, this what is, character would you this be? This is why I'm not on the hub crawl. I'm terrible and, at answering questions like well, this. Well, this might be a good question for you. But <laughs> I, I asked, if you could be a Disney character, if you could be the character, which character would be and why? Two of the people picked Goofy. Like like you could be friends with no, the like, character? No, like... Like that was your personality. Like, no, like you are Goofy. Oh. So if you could be that Disney character, like not friend or what, like literally you embody, you are that character. And the reason they said Goofy was because no matter what's going wrong, he seems oblivious to it and he has a great attitude at the end. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow. My answer was the fairy godmother because she can sing. She does magic. She can do all types of cool things. Oh, the fairy godmother from from, uh, Cinderella. Yeah. She's awesome. So if you could be a Disney character. I don't know. There's too many good ones to try and pick through. That is a non-committal See, that's answer. That's what I'm saying. You that's should run why, for office, this Teresa. This is why I am not on the, on the hub crawl because I do terrible with these questions because I overthink because there's too many good answers. I could hmm. be one asking the questions, just not answering the questions. Hmm. I could comment on other people's answers. We just need the commentator. So yeah, you're not yeah. like I'm not here to answer yeah, things. I'm yeah. just here to, just here to judge your stuff. Just here to comment. Mm. <laughs> well, for weekly tiers who have always wanted a Disneyland name tag of their own, there is a new merchandise item that can help scratch the itch. New honorary cast member inspired pins are available at World of Disney and the Emporium. There are currently three variations: honorary princess, honorary pirate, and of course, my favorite, honorary ghoul. These are fun. I want a ghoul. 
Well, so bad. Well, you'll have to get one when you go. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember a time, I was telling Chase this earlier. I remember for the 50th anniversary, you could get a name tag that looked like the Disney name tags. It was gold for the 50th anniversary. They would engrave your name in it, just like the cast members' That's names cool. are engraved. And so this is the closest thing I think we're going to get now. I did. I actually had a couple of them because one of them, I got to find it at home, but one of them actually uh, was in a box or something. And like, uh, it has a little Mickey that was cut out the top and it snapped part of the Mickey off, but I still have one that's intact. I just have to, I think it's in my box that I put some of the smaller things in. So for those of you wondering what these look like, the honorary princess pin, of course, has a pink background. It's got a crown on top. And then, like on the the honorary font is the same on all three pins, but princess is kind of a, I don't know, like a Renaissance kind of style medieval flair font to it. And it says, "A dream is a wish your heart makes." On the bottom, where like on a cast member one, it would say, "Happiest." The the new one says, "The happiest place on earth." The honorary ghoul is black, and it's got green like accents. There's a like a bat kind of stylized bat on top it's the the in the queue the yeah but it, it looks a little different it's not quite yeah. as quite as wide and then it's saying of course is welcome foolish mortals and then finally for the pirate one it's red with kind of a, a tan i guess would be the the like color the text yeah, yeah the, and it's got the pirates font for pirate it's of course got the jolly roger symbol at the top the skull with the cross swords and its little saying is dead men tell no tales of course it says dead men tell no tales these are fun realize the only one that has multiple colors is the honorary ghoul well that's because it's the best right it's because it's special Well, it's that time again. We are hosting our public live stream this Sunday. Join us over on our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash dlweekly at 5.30 p.m. Disneyland time. This time, what are we talking about, Teresa? Do we have something I've already planned? I've got a fun special announcement for everyone oh. that we'll be talking about this weekend. Otherwise, it's just kind of an open forum. I feel like I'm also going to have a, find out what the special announcement is, because I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> you know. Okay. You know. Okay. <laughs> do I know? You I do. don't know in the moment. You do. Anyway, youtube.com slash weekly, 5.30 p.m. distance time. If you are a supporter online and you're at the cast member level or above, we also are having our monthly hangout yes. where we get on a zoom call together and that is happening at 4 p.m disneyland time so the link will be emailed to you through patreon and it'll also be posted in our members discord so if you want to catch that as well we always love talking to people uh, more one-on-one Yoo-hoo! hello everybody it's me heimlich my stomach is so empty hey help me to go find something to eat come on everybody here we go Well, this week in Snack Chat, we are spending a little bit more time on Main Street. However, this time we're a little further up Main Street, getting closer to the hub, and we're making a stop at the refreshment corner. A lot of people still call it Coke Corner. It is a corner I still building thought it was Coke Corner, yeah. That is, it's hosted by Coca-Cola. Gotcha. This is where one of our listeners gets all of their crazy wild Coke-themed questions from, because there is a little mini like Coca-Cola museum in the front. And we do in terrible. The windows. There's a ton of stuff in that. And it's not Disney-related at all. It's all Coke, you know, Coke-specific. I always assumed, this is just me, that it was like coke and disney's relationship over the years and like a museum of that stuff no no this is just like cool coca-cola stuff so anyways 
more about the actual restaurant itself. So the refreshment corner is open for mainly lunch and dinner, and it's kind of a a quick service stop. So you go in, you order at the counter or you mobile order. There isn't actual like seating inside. It's not table service. There's plenty of outside seating. They're not coming over and, you know, getting your order at your table. So it's a quick dining location. Really focusing, I think for quite a while, just more recently, it's shifted a little, but the main focus and the thing I always thought about with with the refreshment corner was hot dogs. Yes, me too. It's definitely a place to get good hot dogs. Some of the hot dog things that they have at the moment is they have a beef, all beef hot dog basket, which you can get with an orange to be a mandarin orange to be kind of a little bit more healthy, but you can also get a small bag of chips. You can get a chili cheese dog basket, which is what I've gotten the last few times. There's a mac and cheese dog basket as well. And was it that? Where did I have that? I feel like I don't know if it was at this if it was at the refreshment corner or not, but I did have something with mac and cheese in a chili dog kind of situation. It was really good. They also have oh, that's what it was. It was the mac and cheese chili in a sourdough bread bowl. That's what I had. It was very good. They also serve chili and a couple different bread bowls, mac and cheese, uh, mac and cheese with chili. Of course, you can get things like Mickey pretzels. Yeah, so you can. It's a so not just like a hot dog place. There's also snacks there, Mickey pretzels, and more recently well at least it's more recently become popular are the cream cheese pretzels you can find cream cheese filled pretzels there they have just a regular one as well as a jalapeno cheese filled pretzel and of course there's uh, all the different beverages you can get there they have some fountain beverages water coffee that kind of stuff they have a sippers that you can get there right now as we record this is a princess aurora sipper and a princess bell sipper that's available there's also a disneyland travel tumbler and a play in the park thermo tumbler that you can get right now so lots of different options there they also have some uh, gluten and wheat allergy friendly things Uh, as well do you know what is coming there what Oh, that Donald Duck sipper egg will be available there starting on February 15th. But that's another really cool thing about this location at Refreshment Corner. They get a ton of the seasonal, like, sippers and sippers, not so much popcorn buckets, sippers, but a lot of the seasonal food offerings as well. So currently, there's a pepperoni Mickey-shaped pretzel. There's a chili cheese potato dog. Yeah, that's right. Chili cheese potato dog. So it's basically a baked potato that kind of acts as almost the bun sure. for a hot dog topped with That sounds like a heart cheese. attack. <laughs> and then there's also a Wish Star Sipper as well as a Lotus Flower Glow Cube. You know, I feel like they're keeping the Wish Star Sipper around because it was taunting me when I was there they last. They just know. They just and they're know keeping that it. They're waiting. They're, they're keeping waiting for it. You. I'm trying to look up here. Well, while you do that, the one also very cool thing that I want to talk about, too, is pricing here. We're looking at Disneyland.Disney.Go's website. So according to Disney, meal pricing is $14.99 and under per adult. So this is a very affordable, not going to break the bank place to stop and get food. And honestly, it's tasty. I've also not had any time. Like, I feel like they're really quick. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like you're not waiting a long time for any of the stuff, in addition to the fact that it's priced well. Yeah. I, I'm i more of a corn dog girl myself, so I usually... Go get, across you, the street. You enjoy the hot dog, so you will stop and get a hot dog. I'll go across the street to the little red wagon and wait in line to get a corn dog over there. But my favorite thing about this dining location that doesn't have anything to do with food necessarily is the 
ragtime piano player that they have playing either inside the lobby or just outside in the open air seating. Amazing. I could sit there and watch the piano players there for hours. I could just hang out on Main Street between the piano player, the Dapper Dan's, the band. I mean, there's so much cool entertainment. But yeah, the ragtime piano player is specific to this this location. It's super cool. Very Disney. You know, I was just looking here because I like to sometimes look at the Disneyland Encyclopedia and it happens to be sitting right in front of us. Yeah. So the article here about the refreshment corner, a.k.a. Coke Corner, a.k.a. Coca-Cola refreshment corner, <laughs> was that the basic menu initially listed just sodas. Oh. And was supplemented later by hot dogs, chili, Mickey Mouse shaped pretzels, and other snacks. It's uh, very like... Yeah. American, I guess. I don't know what I don't know what to call it. Like it's very like classic the menu that's there. Oh yeah. So the other thing uh that I think we can't not talk about that they list here also is that at the doorway of the refreshment corner the light bulbs alternate colors but the one in the middle is half red half white to keep the color scheme consistent and of course this created quite a bit of hubbub about a year year and a half ago when for like the one day that it wasn't painted because yeah they had to swap that light bulb out the internet went crazy thinking look at the quality of disney going down but nope it came back have no fear have the no half fear. and half red red and white light bulb is still there. But I'll tell you that what's really great about this location is obviously, like you said earlier, the piano player there mm-hmm. is really amazing. It's also just kind of a nice spot. If you end up finding a seat that's closer to the street, it's not a bad place to watch the parade kind of oh, go yeah. by or the band or the Dapper Dan's. Mm-hmm. Uh, people watch it seems like a really nice location because it's kind of like around the corner a little bit i feel like when everybody's making the mad dash into the park that it's kind of also kind of a quieter area it is. yeah it's kind of it's kind of got a little bubble around it yeah and of course it's next to one of our other locations that we'll talk about at some other point jolly holiday mm-hmm. so now i want all of the stuff from refreshment <laughs> corner trees i'm curious about this pepperoni Mickey shaped pretzel that we talked about it a couple of weeks back and we heard it sounds like it's really good. Now, before we leave snack chat, I feel like I have to talk about something that I saw on the internet and I posted You're on Discord. Late to this game, sir. I didn't want to burst your bubble. I had not seen this before. Wait. Fine. I, Teresa says that we might have talked about this. I do not remember. <laughs> but so there is the garlic. What is it? The pretzel? So it's the the cheesy garlic pretzel bread that you can get either from Maurice's Treats or Edelweiss Snacks. Yeah. And I mean, this was this first came out not long after they introduced that new food item, the cheesy pretzel garlic. Because we love it. We've talked about it on the show. But so the, also... the hack, though, is that you you mash it up with another favorite of ours. We love the Bengal barbecue skewers. Mm-hmm. You can put a Bengal barbecue skewer inside of it. You and I, my brain, I saw this, and I know it might have been around, but it was new to me. And I saw it, and my brain imploded. Like, I could not understand. Like, I was like, oh, my God, these are two wonderful things. How is this? And then one of our community managers also posted a photo that she did this on her trip a few days, or mm-hmm. a few, like a few weeks ago or whatever. And I was like, how did I not remember this? Anyway, whether we talked about we'll it previously it. or not. We've got to try this. It's on our list to try. Now I'm thinking, like, what other cool mashups could you do? Like, what other treats are out there that maybe you could... You you know what might be good? What if you had a... In fact, they've probably already done this, and you're going to laugh at me, because that's what you do. (laughs) 
<laughs> what if you had a Dole Whip okay. with a churro in it? Oh, I don't. Mm, pineapple and cinnamon? I don't know. It was just two other treats I was thinking. See, I was just thinking about the new cookies that they have at Harbor Galley. Okay. Oh, like the warm cookies? Yeah, doing something with the warm cookies, but I don't know. What would you do with them? Well, you could get ice cream from Gibson Girl would be like the most easiest answer. Hmm. I was thinking about that. Like, hmm, you could do something with those. That's another thing I want to try. Those cookies, since we're still in snack chat, are like the next big thing. I've been seeing that there are lines for these cookies. They are selling out of these cookies daily because they are that good and that popular, but they're these fresh, fresh made chocolate chip cookies. You can get them in either a six pack or a 12 pack. And people are just going like crazy hmm. for them. Hmm. Hmm. So some people rope drop pirates. Some people rope drop Haunted Mansion. Some people rope drop Indiana Jones. However, I think people are going to be rope dropping. This just seems like a cookies. weird... It's just a warm cookie. You can make them at home. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. It's, it's Disney magic, Tag. Disney, we're going to have to try well, it for ourselves and then we'll know. Speaking of yummy good stuff, if you want to support the show as a one-time payment, you can buy us a churro. Mm-hmm. Head on over to dlweekly.net slash churro to support us with a churro. Thank you to all of our listeners who have supported the show in any way possible. Your attention, please. DL Weekly Trivia is now leaving for a grand circle tour of the Magic Kingdom. With stops at New Orleans Square, Mickey's Toontown, and Tomorrowland. All weekly tiers for... Welcome to Trivia Land, where we've got some great listener-submitted questions ready for you. But the real question is, are you ready for these questions? <laughs> we will see. Uh, I hope so. I'm I'm going to be optimistic, and I'm sure you're going to crush my dreams, but I'm going to be optimistic. <laughs> it's not me crushing your dreams. It's these wonderful questions from our listeners. But you read them, so you are the messenger, and so you get shot. Oh, okay. And I choose them, too, and verify them. See? And, and do all the wonderful so things. You, so you are just as much a part of it. All right. Well, then, let's get started. Your first listener-submitted question from listener Heather G. How many bathrooms are there in Disneyland parks? Oh, my goodness. In Wait a minute, wait a minute. Just in Disneyland, or are you talking DCA, too? I will, I'm, the actual question is Disneyland Park, so I will accept any question, any answer, be it Disneyland, DCA, or Disneyland Resort, or all of the above. Okay, so let's, let's take a tour of Disneyland. There are two different restrooms that I can think of in Town Square area. Yep, there's one by the bank, and there's one by City Hall. And then you go a little bit further up, there's one by the Carnation Cafe. And then you go, we're going to go to Adventureland first. Tiki Room. The tiki Room. Hang the on, Adventureland bathrooms. <laughs> no, you're supposed to be counting. No, I was listing. <laughs> I'm just going to do a little, okay. little hash. So we've got here. three, three on, on Main, Main Street. Street. Okay, hold on. One, two, three. Okay. We've got the Tiki Room. We've the got Adventureland. the Adventureland. And then there's the one back behind Pirates. Yep. Do we count? Like that there's Bert, bathrooms counting, in Club 33? Are we counting bathrooms in restaurants? Oh. Like Club 33, like Carthay, like... And, uh, d- 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 uh, no, publicly accessible. Okay. Okay. So, there's okay, one, so you got the Pirates one. There's one over... Hungry Bear. One? Yeah, Hungry Bear. There's one in... There's two in Galaxy's Edge. There's two in Galaxy... Yep. And then let's go to... Back Rancho. Of the park. Hold on, Rancho. 
I'm thinking oh, yeah, Prince the Charlie one next Rancho. to Rancho. Yep. And then we're going to go Toontown. No, we've got Fantasyland. I, well, I was going to go back oh, and work sure. forward. So we've got one, one in, Toontown. in Toontown. Okay. They've got the Fantasyland Theater. Yep. And then we're going to go Fantasyland. The one by the, the Casey yeah, Jr. The and Pinocchio. the pickle cart and everything. Yep. They're like Pinocchio themed. Okay. And then if we go over Alice. to- Yep. Alice. And then Tomorrowland, there's the ones back back by in the, the back. By the Autopia. Yep. And then there's one over by the behind Plaza the Plaza Inn. In. 11. Why do I feel like- Oh, isn't there a bathroom on Tom Sawyer Island? I don't know. I've never used it. I think it. there's one bathroom on there Tom Sawyer Island. There might be. I've never used it, though, so I, I can't sure tell, tell you from personal experience. I'm pretty sure there's one on Tom that Sawyer Island. That would make sense. Is that everything for Disneyland? I believe so. Okay. Let's really test. DCA. Oh, boy. Okay. So, DCA. One is you walk in on the right. Okay. On Buena Vista Street. Mm-hmm. And then... Let's go down Hollywood Boulevard. There's the ones across from the Ward Wieners. Yeah. There's one back in Hollywood Land, yep, back yep, by yep, the whatever. Yep. Avengers Campus, Campus, Campus has, has one. Radiator Springs Racers has, or Racers. Why am I saying it's not even Racers? It's Cars Land has yes. a bathroom. It's not even by Racers. There's the there's one, isn't there one? There's in, one on the wharf. On the wharf, yeah. Well, no, no, no. San Francisco, sorry. Yep. There's one then back by Pixar Pier. Pixar by, Pier. The, by Incredicoaster. There's one, one over by the Paradise Garden. Oh yeah, Paradise whatever. Garden Grill area. There's the one that's up by between Little Mermaid and yep. Grizzly. Yep. And did we get the airfield one yet? The airfield one. Are there really only ten bathrooms in DC? <laughs> oh, there's the one at the uh, Wine Country Trattoria. Oh, there, yeah, yeah. Still, there's only eleven. Mm. Well, twelve, eleven, and twelve. I think that makes sense. No. 5, 10, 15, oh, you're 17. Right. 17 in Disneyland and 11 in DCA. So um, we're going to say there's 28 altogether, unless you count the two big ones in between the parks. We probably should count those. Because there's one by the... Are you sure there's two by the park? Because there's the one... There's the one by the by lockers. By the kennels and all the lockers and stuff on the outside. And then is there one on DCA side? I don't remember. No, no, there's not. There's just a guest relations. Okay. So then in the Esplanade, there's one. Part of me wants to also try to find the... I don't think there's that many in downtown Disney. Because there's the one... There's the one... I don't even... Is that still over there? The one by the Lego store? Mm -hmm. I think they're all inside businesses. Yeah, because I guess the other ones that we've used before are inside the Grand Californian. Mm -hmm. So, Vern, Disneyland has 17. DCA has 11. So 28 between the two parks... There's one in the Esplanade and at least one in downtown Disney. I don't know if you're counting those yeah, things. We're, yeah, we're counting just public restrooms that yeah, aren't in restaurants, like or a restaurant or a store or a hotel. Okay. So you said 28 between the parks and? Two out in the Esplanade and downtown Disney. Two. Okay. Do you see what she's got? She's got a little R2-D2. It's R2-D2. an R2-D2. <laughs> All right. Your second question from listener Chrissy A. How many parking spots are in the Mickey and Friends parking structure? (laughs) A lot. I think I knew this one at one time. I think it's like... And I I do want to make a note. This was very fun to verify. I was able to find the website of the company that built the the structure. 
and I got their number. Ooh. Now you're saying the Mickey and Friends structure, not the Pixar place Mickey parking and structure. Friends parking okay. just, structure. Just Mickey and Friends. Okay, so I think the Pixar Pals parking structure had like seven thousand something oh, spaces. I'm not. I wasn't so far off. My my original thought was five thousand. Okay, do I don't think you're. I, I think you're going the wrong direction. Oh. Pixar Pals has seventy five something. Mickey and Friends, I think, has ten thousand. Oh, because when it was built. If I remember correctly, I'll have to verify this at some point, maybe after we get our answer, that when it was built, it was the largest parking structure in the world oh. before they built another one that was similar to it in Tokyo, I think, was the whole thing. Really? Yeah. And I think it had 10,000 spots, and I think the Pixar Pals had like 7,500 okay. or something. I like your thinking better than my random gut thought of 5,000, because really, how many people... Well, Trying to think of how many people. Well, like, the capacity is forty thousand. Yeah, I was gonna so say you, you got to think of how, but how many people are in a car? Yeah, but usually how many it's people like aren't in a car? let's say two people in a car. Yeah, but then you've got all the people walking. All right, so Vern, I think for Mickey and Friends, I'm gonna say ten thousand. I'm gonna I'm bumping to eight. Ten thousand and eight thousand final numbers. Yes. All right. I like your the fact that you went and found the people who built its website to post about that's pretty awesome it, dumb luck honestly but i was very excited when i did find it all right your third regular round question from listener ethan k how many attractions were featured on opening day at disneyland oh boy i want to say it was like 17 16 18 <laughs> one one of the numbers one of the numbers i'm gonna say 16 it's a numbers-heavy trivia it is a very day. numbers-heavy. I got to think about this a minute. Are you trying to, like, in your head? Mm-hmm. Trying to think in my head. However, you know it's always hard for me? Tomorrowland. I don't know why, but trying to remember the history of attractions of when things were open in Tomorrowland. And some of the things, like, was that an attraction? Wasn't that an attraction? Because it was, like, the walkthroughs. Yep. I think opening day, the only thing that I can for sure say was the Autopia. For Tomorrowland, yeah. yeah, and then I would say because Fantasyland, you had all the Fantasyland stuff, but but we have to not count Pinocchio because that was with 1983. I, I want to say so, like Alice and stuff also my came. My gut later. was 13, so I'm gonna okay stick with that. I know it's in the teens somewhere. Mm -hmm. That also depends on how you count. If you count Main Street vehicles and like are those oh, counted sure. together? Like I don't know. So I said 16. Final answer. And I said 13, final answer. All right, 16 and 13, final answers. And your fourth and final regular round question from listener Jill M. How many replica skulls are Ooh. on the Indiana Jones adventure? Oh, I you know, we read should know this. this. I read this. Wasn't there this was, in the Behind the Attraction, too? There probably, and I think I saw like a Disney Parks blog or a D20, some Disney article about it, too. Oh, it's ridiculous because there's like a wall of skulls. Like as you go back down around, yep. like the, it's a wall. I'm going to say. Plus you have like bones. He's a fake skull. Hmm. I'm going to say. This is tough. I'm going to say 250. Oh, you're. You keep going really low. Closest without going over. Tank. I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm gonna be. I'm gonna do like Imagineers do. I'm gonna say it's one thousand nine hundred and ninety-five. 
Or is it 1955? Hmm. Nope, 1,995, the year it opened. There Tell me the story of the little man of Disneyland. Oh, it, his name is Patrick. I like how it's not even like a trivia question. It's like, tell me the story. Tell, me, tell us the story. This is kind of like, was it last week or two weeks ago or something where we had to like sing the pirate song or haunted Two Mansion? weeks ago, you yeah. had to sing. Yep. I was just looking. Oh, yep, it is. I can't see it, but I can see my copy, yep. the edge of my copy that Vern gifted me. For Christmas a few years back. From the little man at his name? Yeah, but his name is Patrick, and he... Patrick what? He lived on the land that was Disney, so Mickey, Donald, and Goofy... You gotta contribute something to the story, so that's you. Mickey, (laughs) Donald, and Goofy went and asked Patrick's permission to build Disneyland. Patrick... Like... Do you know, or are you just and like you're waiting for me, or do you not I'm know? I'm pretty sure I know, but I'm also waiting. Yeah, isn't it like because we thought it was like an O something, but it's not an O something because we've had a trivia question like this before. Patrick, oh, not Pat. Uh, it's oh crap. His name's Patrick. Pretty sure about that. Patrick. Oh. <laughs> Start with an M. I don't know. I thought it was O'Leary. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I give up. Stumped. All right. Final answer. Well, I'm stumped, <laughs> yes. And Teresa had who? I O'Leary was what I thought. Patrick yeah. O'Leary. Teresa should at least get the half a point for having like the, the story. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, listeners, how do you think they did? How did you do listening at home? Stick around until after the discussion topic, and we will all find out together. This week for our discussion topic, we are continuing our conversation with former Walt Disney World ambassador Christopher. And this time we're going to talk a little bit about some of his involvement and thoughts and everything about Marceline, which is actually where we met Christopher. So enjoy. Before we move on from your time as an ambassador, do you have yes. any sort of like favorite memories or anything that mm. really just stuck out to you from your? T- I mean, it well, sounds like an incredible year, so it might be hard to choose. But what are some things that stick out? I just uh, there there's one um, one of the things that we got to do pretty regularly, pretty frequently, was to celebrate with cast members who were having a milestone recognition. And so, for example. Specifically, one that I remember was at the Grand Floridian. Um, they were getting ready to, it was it was a pre-shift meeting that happened before they opened 1900 Park Fair for dinner. I know they have a breakfast service, but they, so, so they're having a meeting and they have someone who is, you know, she's celebrating 30 years with the company and they bring in a cake to this meeting and they invite they invite the ambassadors. And so, you know, we, we would, you know, two straws or what, what, whoever could cover what, but I specifically remember going to this, this, this dear person's celebration for 30 years at the Grand Floridian. It was on a Saturday. And I just remember going there. My mom was in town visiting. So I took my mom with me and I was like, this won't take long, but like, 
it like just to be able to go and talk to people and say to thank them and say like you know you've been here you've been here for 30 years and you've probably done a lot of different jobs and so you ask them you know tell us tell us what you remember and, and so to be able to just kind of like shine that spotlight on them and i just remember so many hugs and photos and and th- just like just getting to celebrate the people who truly make the magic right cuz that's it's all about the cast and and i so anytime that we got to interact with cast members especially in that kind of a capacity and there was always cake there was all like the most amazing cake so i really had to like limit myself because i mean it would not be uncommon for us everywhere we went like please have a piece of cake i'm like this is the seventh piece of cake i've been offered today i cannot do it well you obviously should be going out and smoking not eating cake yeah and you should just go you see you see these outfits yes these were custom made so we did pop some buttons i'm not gonna lie i mean literally the buttons have popped off and sure. we had to go back to, yeah. So, yeah. I So I, again, there, there are just so many of those examples and, and retirement parties and things like that. Like I just always love being able to celebrate the cast. I loved any opportunity, you know, we would sometimes get called if like, if a sick child was coming as part of a wish program or something. And there were times where these kids were so ill that like, you know, they would they would get into Orlando and they and they went directly to the hospital. They were just too weak mm-hmm. to actually like go through with the trip. And so, anytime that happened, like they would, if if you know if we found out about it, we would go visit. And so usually it was Mickey and me, or Minnie and me, or Cinderella. Yeah. Depending on who who the and and it was like fast. It's like hey, like you get a back then we had these little two way pagers, but it was like hey, we need we need an ambassador. So the three of us are like, what do you got going on today? What do you got? You know, we would often have you know ten different events in the course of a day all over property, so we're just all over the place. And like okay, like if you cover this, I'll do this. We'll do this, and just going to the hospital and just visiting with the parents of these kids, yeah, and just seeing. You know, a kid who is that ill obviously is not going to be like overjoyed to see Mickey, but just to see a moment of peace mm-hmm. and to say like, I work for a company that cares this much that they're willing to, and and they don't like they just have so many amazing resources at their fingertips to be able to make moments like that possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and people don't see that we don't you know like I never took my camera and was like, Hey, can I take a picture? You know, this yeah, is not, yeah. you know, but just, but I will, I will never forget that of being able to bring some comfort to the family or to see the family just having that, that realization of like, wow, like Mickey Mouse came to visit my child. Yeah. Like that's really powerful. That's, that's incredible. It gets me like choked up. Yeah. yeah. No, that's incredible. I'm a very emotional person anyway. So I so I just think like any anything that that I I smiled a lot and I cried a lot with people. Yeah. Like it, it beautiful tears and you know, I just I think the being able to celebrate the heart of of the company and the goodness. It's just like that's not something that people tend to focus on in our world. So to be able to bring joy and and celebrate that is just it's really special. Well, and like you said that was not the stuff that was, you know, being broadcast to everyone. But no. I would argue that that was that was more important than, hey, look at this cool, you know, yes, of course, everybody's right. excited for new rides and celebrations and all that. But that was definitely, you know, more impactful, especially for those individuals. So yeah. that's, that's pretty incredible and, to have been a part of that. 
And when you think about the, the ambassadors who did this job early on, I mean, they were they were traveling around the world to try to get people to come to Florida. Like it was, they were strumming up business. I was not strumming up business. They didn't need any, they didn't need that. Right. Like yeah. they were going to come, but, and, and many times um, the way, the way broadcasting works, even back then, all those folks would come to Walt Disney. They would broadcast from the resort. So they would broadcast from the magic. So they came to us. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't have to go and travel. So I wish I had done more travel, but we, that, that wasn't needed because it, mm-hmm. because where we were needed was in our community with our calf and doing media that was based there in Florida. I, there was another, just speaking of media, I got called one time and asked by, it was a, it was a channel. It, I don't think it was the Disney channel, but it was a channel in Tokyo that aired Disney movies like oh. a Disney Sunday movie or something. Mm-hmm. And so they were going to air the film Dinosaur and they were going they were filming these bits with their on-air talent at Disney's Animal Kingdom. <laughs> and so the entire the on-air talent and the entire crew like everyone was Japanese. Uh, are you detecting a theme? There's a lot of Japanese, like misunderstandings with me and, and Japanese people, because clearly I don't speak Japanese. But they would tell, they, they would say things like, okay, for your next shot, here is Safari Mickey. And we want you to talk about the various pieces of his costume. And so I'm like, okay, well, here's Safari Mickey. And you can see that he has his his safari hat, which keeps the sun out and allows him to see. I mean, this is really weird stuff. And I'm like, this is the strangest thing I've ever done. I don't know what I'm doing. And then several months later, they sent me a DVD of this whole thing. And like, you can kind of see me for a second, but then my voice is dubbed over in Japanese. So (laughs) very strange experiences like that. I shouldn't say strange, very unique, very unique experiences. So, I mean, just like, Hey, like, if somebody like people saw me on TV in in Japan on the other side of the world, so Look at there that. you go. That's pretty cool. I was gonna ask, and they you... were probably thinking that that guy looks like he's eating a few desserts. He's not. <laughs> he's not a real man. <laughs> Question his masculinity. <laughs> I was gonna ask. I, I'm not exactly sure. Like, is there any specific kind of like experience or something that sticks out to you as something that was just like a pinch me moment like i can't believe that like i'm doing this and that could be like good or bad like however you want to take that and then just like is there anything in particular just like really stands out like a specific story you have that really stands out from your time as an ambassador or any particular people you ran into that you just thought was particularly interesting because i feel like obviously you have a wealth of stories so oh gosh one of the most awkward moments that I ever had. I think that's probably uh, one way to answer your question. <laughs> yeah, we were we were hosting the Children's Miracle Network Telethon was an annual thing that happened, and they brought in these ch- children from. Uh, I think there was a representative from each state. So I, uh, there there were radio stations that came in as part of that, and that was hosted by Marie Osmond and John Schneider. And they had a, you know, a team of people that were friends with them and, and would come in and they would do this broadcast for this, for this telephone to raise money. And it was a Sunday morning and they were hosting this breakfast for all these wish kids and their families. And I was more just kind of observing. And then I was there to do some radio interviews afterwards, but I was in the back of the room. My manager was there with me that day. I don't, I think she had done other work with children's miracle network over the years. So she was just there more than more than being my leader she was there because she had a connection to that event 
And John Schneider, Marie Osmond. And of course, I knew John Schneider from the Dukes of Hazard growing up. Like, you know, that was that was a thing, right? So I'm like, oh, this is this is cool. Like that they're here. And they were on stage and they and they were announcing that Mickey and the gang were gonna be there. But in the back of the room, we knew that Mickey and the gang were not there. And oh. so like they're like, and here comes Mickey, and like nothing happens. And so my boss says to me, like, go, go save them. And so I had not met them. I probably looked like some crazy man, but I just walked on stage and I was like, hi, Marie. Hi, John. We're so happy you're here. And Mickey and the gang are on the way. But until they get here, I'm going to tell you about a few of the things that you'll be able to experience that are brand new here at Walt Disney World. And I like literally, I wow. promise you, I could feel I could feel my legs shaking within my pants. <laughs> like I've never had that feeling before. But just the the immense pressure of the yeah. hundreds of people looking at you. <laughs> And and no one looking at you more strangely than John Steiner and Marie Osmond. Like, who is this guy? And then I and no I, practice. I, You're just thrown up on stage. Oh God, no! I just go. filibustered for a few minutes, and then Mickey and the gang came in, and everyone turned and like screamed, and like I was just kind of like he collapsed off to yep. the side of the stage. Like, oh my god, what just happened? So, yeah, that's awesome. Again. Thankfully, that was that was a time when people didn't have, you know, when everybody didn't have, you know, a camera on a phone. Like that was not a thing. So it wasn't like that went viral or anything like that. But that definitely stands out as like one of the strangest experiences ever. But it sounds like you saved the day, though. Yeah. Great, great job. I did. I did. And it's funny because I was actually going through. I, there's so many like mementos and different things that I have from that year. And actually I have an autograph program from that and, and John Schneider signed it. Thank you for saving us. So there you go. That's amazing. That's amazing. And that was when yeah. Christopher was the hero for the night. He there was a go. superhero. Right. You were a hero for the and night. And, and after that, I'll never forget after that, my, my boss told me, she's like, that's why you're the ambassador. Like, that's why you got it. Cause you can handle that. Yeah. I was wow. like, wow. You're like, I didn't even know I could handle that. How did right. you know? <laughs> You saw things in me that I did not see in myself. But thank oh, you very much. You're a, like, I incredible. handled that. That's what that was. Okay. I'm wow. surprised you didn't and, just and this, black out and like don't remember anything about it. <laughs> no, it was fun. And then later in the week, I did, a, I recorded a television spot with Mary Lou Retton, which was just really cool because I, you know, child of the 80s, I'm very familiar with, with her. And she was really sweet. And just, I mean, I think just the thought of like, okay, Mary Lou, here's the ambassador. And and she's like, okay, like you come in and do your thing. So you can't be, you can't be starstruck. You can't be like, you just have to pull it together. Like, oh yeah. Like I am the ambassador. Mm -hmm. You have to kind of like pep talk yourself. So that was a thing. I, so I'm sure that you all are familiar on main street USA at both Disneyland and Walt Disney world, that there is a door that is dedicated to cast members. Yes. Yeah. And not uncommon to see people taking photos, whether they've been former cast members or current or future hope to be cast members. I know my kids have gotten their photos taken in front of those doors, but um, that was part of the 50th celebration as well. The 50th anniversary of Disneyland. So in July of, of 2005, I hosted the dedication for that door. So I always kind of feel like that's my door in, in a sense. Yeah. So yeah, we all kind of laugh about that. And, and the fact that it's on main street, which is where I spent the majority of my career and, and really cut my, cut my teeth in the world of, of leadership was, was at the Emporium. So, you know, I, there are so many just countless mentors and people who helped me and educated me and believed in me. Kind of like what you said, she believed in you when you didn't believe in yourself. And I, I think that's, 
I think Disney just attracts really compassionate, caring people that that help others. And I'm a benefactor of that. And so really why I'm always um, grateful for the opportunity to talk to people like you or talk to others and share my story. And I want to inspire people. I want to help people. I want to give them ideas of things they can do because there were so many people who invested in in me and gave me this amazing life that I have. So, yeah. Well, that, that's what's so cool and kind of goes into my next question. So back, way back, it was episode 156. For those of you that hadn't already listened, highly recommend you listen to that. We talked with Robin, who is a former Disneyland ambassador, and she was talking about how, yeah, you're the ambassador for you know, whatever the span of time is, a year, two years, because it, it does vary. But yeah. it it kind of continues after that. So can you can talk about your life as a former ambassador, if that makes sense? Yeah, it's great. And I, I like I'm going to go back and listen to that episode, too, because I am I am friends with Robin on yeah. Facebook, but yeah. we've never actually met. So oh. <laughs> that's that's another you have, cool thing. You like have you, two things in common now. You have both been you know ambassadors and you've both been on yeah. DL Weekly. You know these people, but you don't really know them. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> but we're part of the part of the yeah. you know sisterhood brotherhood part of the family yeah so my my story was was a little different because i had my wife and i had had been married for a couple of years when i got the ambassador gig and because we knew it was going to be an extremely busy year it was a one year term at that time but knew it was going to be a very busy year and so we had decided that after after the the year was over that we would consider you know trying to start a family that was, but we were not going to worry about it till after that year was up. Good plan. Smart. <laughs> One of my co-ambassadors, Rebecca, she and her husband were in the same in the same boat, right? Like we're not like we're too busy. So mm -hmm. let's give everything we can. I've known ambassadors who have young kids. I mean, it's, it's just hard to balance, right? Because oh, yeah. yeah. I, I want to be able to give everything to this role because only a year when, you know, that that was our plan. So in 2006, when the ambassador gig was up, I moved on to a role, uh, a project manager role uh, uh, back at the Magic Kingdom in operations. And my wife and I were, were lucky enough to welcome twins later that year. So we started with a bang, right? And yeah. <laughs> Just interestingly right enough, <laughs> Rebecca and her husband, they had their daughter at the end of the year as well. So we have kids oh, about the same age yeah. because we that was our intent was to start families after our ambassador year. So mm -hmm. When our twins were about six months old, that's actually when we relocated to Iowa and I left the Walt Disney Company, which was like tragic. It was so heartbreaking yeah. because that's all I had ever wanted. But at the same time, we had no family. It was just me and my wife and these babies. And we just felt like we needed additional support that we just didn't have in Florida. So that's when we that's when we relocated. So I didn't I will tell you that for the, the year and a half that I was there after my ambassador term ended, I certainly got called on to fill in at events when the other ambassadors were busy. The current ambassador team was you oh, know, sure, yeah. uh, otherwise occupied. So they're like, hey, like, can you come to this retirement party? I'm like, cake, sign me up. I'm in. <laughs> and certainly, you know, we would we would return when there were ceremonies for new new ambassadors being named. And I was lucky enough to attend the ceremony this past September where we saw our newest team Shannon and Serena were were named and I was able to be there and that was that was just special to reunite with so many of of former ambassadors and so yeah I I I will tell you that from Robin's perspective my guess again not having not having talked with her about it but you certainly have the opportunity to fill in if, if, if you need to but there's always that that siblinghood we actually did some we did some panels together over Zoom during the pandemic oh, yeah. when, you know, a lot of cast members 
were furloughed or, or weren't able to work at that time. And especially some of us who have moved on to other things, like what does life outside of Disney look like? And I think there was certainly a common, a common theme that is like, you never get rid of that. Like it's always with you. It's always in your heart and it's always a part of your training and you're always going to point with two fingers and you're always going <laughs> to pick up Kleenex off the ground or whatever. I mean, yeah. that's just a part of <laughs> a part of your DNA and it sticks with you. So, you know, I've been, I've been gone for Disney for almost 17 years now because my kids are all, the twins are 17 and a half years old. But even last week, I had the opportunity to share my story um, with a group of, of from my current company where I've been for 17 years. And I'm still the Disney guy. Like everybody <laughs> wants to talk to me about Disney. Like not a day goes by, literally not a day yeah. goes by where someone doesn't say, oh, like I'm going on a Disney vacation. Can you tell me this? Or <laughs> I'm going to stay at this. I'm thinking about this resort or that one. What would you recommend? Or what's a new place for me to eat since the last time? I, so, I mean, yeah. I, I, I will always be the Disney guy. <laughs> and I'm quick to say that my wife uh, is, is a Disney cast member working here from home. She is a recruiter for um, Disney internships. So I'm married to a cast member now. And uh, and that's a lot of fun because she she has her own unique relationships, friendships. Many of the people that she works with are people that I worked with 20 years ago. So it's oh, really okay. funny how it's kind of come full circle. And she actually reports up through the person who interviewed me at UNC Charlotte <laughs> in the fall of 1996. So it's, it's really wild just how those connections, uh, it's a very small world. We yeah, say that all the time, say, like the, Dis the Disney world is, a, is truly, it's a very small world. But it, I mean, it's a small world, but it's a very big company. So the fact, you know right? what I mean? That's just, that's, that's very, very cool. Yeah. We're, we're very blessed. And I think the opportunity to, to be a part of, of all the activities that happen in Marceline, it, it's just a great way to continue to be a part of the Disney magic, but a totally different piece of it. Mm -hmm. And I, I never anticipated that there would be an opportunity to do anything with the museum. It's about a three hour drive from where I live, but it's, it's close enough to get down there on the weekends when I need to, or when I want to. And I, so I'm, I'm really grateful that I can still be a part of, of the Disney legacy, uh, if you will, in that capacity. That was actually my next question was then how did you become part of the Walt Disney? I mean, obviously yeah. you're, you're close enough, so that helps. But how did you get involved with the Walt you're Disney Family than we Museum? Are. Mm -hmm. It's it's so funny uh, just how things happen. And I, you know, whether you call it fate or I, I don't know, destiny, whatever. But I I was on a recruiting trip back in the day for the Disney College program the recruiters would sometimes take business leaders who worked in the parks to to go with them to be a trip partner and to conduct interviews. And so I was on a trip to the great state of Missouri, Missouri, I guess is what is what Missouri. we say, right? <laughs> Missouri. The recruiter that I was with, someone again that my wife works with today, all these years <laughs> later, we we visited some schools, but we had some downtime while we were there for for that week. And both of us were like, I wonder, like, are we near Marceline? Like, we've right. everybody's heard about. If you if you know anything about Disney, you know Marceline. But like, what's there, and where are we? So we actually like mapped it out again back in the day before GPS and all that stuff. But we <laughs> we we made we drove into town, and this was in two thousand and two. So we're talking, you know, twenty two years ago, and drove into town, walked into one of the establishments on Main Street. I don't even remember which one it was. And immediately the people recognized that we were not 
Marceline <laughs> residents, right? Like who, who are you? Because yeah. you're not one of us. Right. And so we explained that, you know, that we were Disney cast members from Walt Disney world, that we were just passing through that we were in, in, in Missouri visiting schools and recruiting students. And, and one of them said, well, we need to call Kay. You need to meet Kay. And we're like, who is Kay? Like, we had no <laughs> idea who Kay was. Yeah. And so they made a call and Kay came over and met us. And she took us over to the Walt Disney Hometown Museum, which was closed for the season at that time. It wasn't open, but she opened it up for us. Oh, wow. And again, we're like, who are you? Like, we don't know. And so she's <laughs> telling us these stories about how Walt and and Lillian and and Roy and Edna, you know, came on the train to Marceline when she was a little girl and they came and they stayed in her house and everything she's saying, you're like, what is going on? <laughs> like, who is, is this lady? I mean, is this legit? What is she talking about? <laughs> and so. Yeah. All right. Kay, sure. Me. Kay. Weird random lady. <laughs> right, from we're like, who is Kay? And so, I mean, we were grateful for our visit. It was nice, but it was still, it was just kind of a little odd, right? Like, is this for real? And so. I don't remember exactly when it was, but at some point during my ambassador year, Kay was at Walt Disney World and, and did a presentation. And I was like, you probably don't remember me, but like I came to town and you let us in the museum. And oh, yeah, that was great. And so um, that just kind of like reconnected us at that time. And then we got to be really close friends. And then we relocated here to Iowa and we're a few hours away. And so one day we heard about this festival they were having and we drove down and we got reunited with Kay after years and the rest is history. That's hmm. awesome. So, uh, you know, yeah. we, we have the same, not the same, similar interaction with Kay when we first got there. Cause she was the one that first checked us in the first time we visited Marceline and she oh, was yeah. super friendly. Into the museum. Yeah. Into the museum. Just super friendly. You know, do you, do you need anything that whatever, just very hospitable. And we're going around the museum and all of a sudden I looked at Tag and I was, I saw like there was a video play and I'm like, wait a minute. That was, that She's was like, who, that's the lady that's who, who checked just, us yeah. in. I'm like, really? And so we just sat there and we're listening to her story on the video as she's standing in the room next door. And I'm like, <laughs> it was just yeah. kind of like, like I don't know, like it's Marceline yeah. Teresa. There's only so many people who live there, <laughs> like, I, but but you know, like yeah. it was just incredible, like that this just very kind, pleasant person that was just you know what was very helpful has this amazing, very personal Disney story with Walt yeah. and Walt's family, and you know that's just part right. of her. That was just part of her life, and it's just and here we are, like. Okay, let's pick our well, chins up off yeah, the floor. <laughs> I was so lucky at D23 Expo, um, I guess two years ago now, a year and a half ago, to represent, to be a part of the, the team that represented the museum at, mm -hmm. at the expo. And uh, my name's on the list to go again this year. So I'm really excited hey. to, to be part of that, that event uh, in August. And I, re I just remember, you know, at one point, you know, Kay had introduced me to Walt's granddaughter. And again, these people are just so down to earth and yeah. unassuming, sweetest people. And so they, at that particular time, they had all the, all the ambassadors, the global ambassador team was there. Mm -hmm. And so I was talking to some of the folks from France and I was like, Hey, like, if you're interested, if you would like to meet Walt's granddaughter, like she's at our booth, like right behind me. And they were like, you know, which one is she? And uh, it was so funny because I, I, it wasn't like she was trying to keep a low profile, but just nobody would have known yeah. who she was. Yeah. I mean, totally, again, unassuming. And so she's like, how did these French people find out who I was? And I was like, oh, that was me. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I just got excited, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. You know, this is good to have somebody else corroborate our story that 
we've said this on the podcast when we talked about Marceline that like they're just such nice, welcoming, mm-hmm. sweet, amazing people. Yeah. And the fact that like you know, Kay opened up the museum for yeah. you to check out, and we got har- <laughs> jokingly harassed by the sheriff. And like <laughs> you know, people right? people there are just so genuine it's you know it's kind of like when people talk about like the small town kind of you know like borrow sugar from your neighbor kind of thing like yeah that's how they treat everybody there mm-hmm. and it's just it feels um, it feels like you're going back in time right doesn't yeah. it like when you're there you're like is this really like 2024 or like what is yeah. this you know but not so in, it's, but not in and like a, just a peacefulness thing, yeah so. but not even in like a like they're they're like old timey but just like that mentality of just mm-hmm. like welcoming yeah. and open and they're so not close small town off. america yeah. yeah and i i always say like if people want to go to marceline like just leave all your preconceptions at home because it was so different than i expected it to be and it was and, and better we were, Teresa and I both were very surprised at how welcoming and amazing that place yeah. is. And so. I, I'm sure that I told you this when I first met you at the Marceline Pizza Company. Let's not forget. <laughs> I'm I'm hoping that they will see that I'm trying to like sponsor them and they will give me cannoli. There you go. <laughs> in return. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I say this all the time. I'm like, if you are a true diehard Disney fan and you've never been to Marceline, then there's a piece of the puzzle that's missing Mm -hmm. and you can't get that piece. You can't just fill in that puzzle by any, like you have to go there. You have to be there. You have to stand in Kay's backyard (laughs) at at the barn and just, and really just know that that's where Walt spent those formative years and where he and Roy and Ruth, I mean, it's where they grew up and yeah, it's, it's just, it's a really special place and you can't replicate that. You can't get that anywhere else. You have to, to really go there to see it. And I, I'm so proud of the museum. I'm so proud of Kay and Sumner and the team uh, that just worked tirelessly to keep that promise alive. That's what it is. It's the mm-hmm. promise that Kay made to Walt's little sister, Ruth. And she's yeah. like, I, you know, I want you to keep the Disney family story alive in Marceline. And so that's what we do. That's why the museum exists. It's And it's a really incredible museum. From the outside, you might not think there's, you know, it doesn't seem like it'd be that big, but holy there's cow. There's a lot there. It's a treasure trove of all sorts. And it's all sorts of different things too. Things that I never would have mm-hmm. thought. Like the second floor that has that gentleman's little tiny models that he created. like. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Let's talk about the room that had the TV in it that, that cool. Walt had bought for the TV. Yeah, because yeah. uh, we thought it was my just favorite. like a thing, and then we read the little plaque, and Teresa's like, "Oh my goodness!" <laughs> yeah. Like that is the TV, the TV and yeah. and you know when Kay was 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 collecting everything that Ruth left behind after she died, mm-hmm. she found the receipt for the TV, and that's she was curious wow. about that. She thought that was like. Oh my gosh! The receipt for the TV, and he's like, "Well, do you want the TV? Like, it's just right over there." Like, oh my god! <laughs> yeah. So, the TV is the TV is like my that is my favorite thing. So, for those of you who don't know, are, are you okay if I share the story? Yes, okay? of course, of course. So, get this because I this is where I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" Like Walt Disney invites his family to the opening of Disneyland, and his little sister Ruth, who lives in in Portland, Oregon says i don't like crowds no thank you like what (laughs) seriously like what yeah your brother walt disney invites you to the opening of disneyland and you're like no thank you i don't like crowds. oh that's that gets me every time Mm -hmm. but he says 
never fear, Ruth, because it's going to be broadcast live on TV. Well, we don't have a TV. Well, I'll give you a TV. And so that's the TV. And that's what we have in the Walt Disney Hometown Museum. And we show some clips of that opening day telecast with my dear friend, the late Art Linkletter. Mm. So I just, I love that. It's it's such a cool piece of Disney mm-hmm. trivia. And and also the uh, the rendering of the Marceline Project, which never came to fruition, but it was the one it was the one item in Walt's office that Roy took out of Walt's office before it was sealed up for years before Dave Smith was hired as the first Disney archivist to come in and, and document everything. So the one piece that the, the one missing piece from Walt's office that, that uh, it's, it's the, the map of the drawing that Walt made of the Marceline project. And, and Roy gave it to the city of Marceline because he's like, it's, it's for you, you know? Yeah. Incredible. Hmm. Absolutely incredible. It's it's such a special place. And it's we're very fortunate, like you, we're not too far of a drive. It was about it's like six hours for us. Yeah. It's a little further than okay. you. But still very doable. There's a so really nice all you can eat sushi place between there here is. and there, which we enjoy. So <laughs> where is that? We well, gotta look it up. It's like, in um what's the town? I don't we remember. should know what the sound is. Cedar Cedar Rapids. Oh. You're in Iowa? Mm-hmm. No. Well, we're in Wisconsin yeah, we're on in the Wisconsin. border. Right, so you're of, coming through. Yeah. So we go. Cedar Rapids is in Iowa. So if that's what you're talking about. Yeah. I think so. Interesting. I, I will also tell you, while you're looking that up, I will tell you, you know, the, the Walt Disney 100 exhibit is going to be in Kansas City opening this May. And so I am hopeful that if people have never been to Marceline, maybe they make that into like a weekend. Mm-hmm. Come to Kansas City, see the exhibit. Come to to the Walt Disney Hometown Museum in Marceline. Like, what a cool Disney, yeah, like twofer, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they did a great job because we literally—I don't know if you knew this—we literally la- this last weekend, a couple days ago, yeah. we're in Chicago at the Disney 100 exhibit. Oh, okay. And afterwards, we haven't we haven't recorded our bonus about this yet, but we went to Walt's birthplace, like the the birthplace okay. home, oh. which was like right near where this exhibit is. So it's kind of funny that they also are now having Kansas City and it's close to yeah. Marceline. So it's like, well, look at that. We'll have all, to, yeah. all the All the hot Walt spots. Yes. Right? That's, you know, <laughs> sometimes living in the Midwest, we feel like we're a little far from the magic, but we have some really special magic place. I mean, the birthplace of Walt Disney, Walt Disney's boyhood hometown of Marceline. Like, yeah. Very cool, very special. Was there anything? Oh, oh, one thing I wanted to mention, what we were talking about the people of Marceline, the gala. So we've been to Marceline twice now. Once yes. just for the weekend. The second time was specifically to attend the gala. A incredible, the gala. yeah, the Dreaming Tree Gala. A just like incredible presentations all day long. But yeah, the, well, how about that? Yeah, yeah. There was so I mean, many like, pinch me moments in that. <laughs> just like. And I'm tell sitting you next I was, to this person and in front of that right? person, and it's like the who's who. And I'm like, I at one point I kind of looked at Teg like I I feel like we shouldn't even be in this room right now. Right. <laughs> I feel that way too, and I'm the one that's like introducing these people. I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, like yeah. I'm, I fanboy about all these people. So yes, it's I I feel just the exact same way, yeah. and I think there are probably people who say like. Why would you feel that way? You're a Disney. I'm like, but I'm just as excited about it. I'm su- I'm such a fan, even of the ambassador. Yeah. Like, I get like 
nervous when I meet new ambassadors and I'm like, <laughs> I've been one, but I'm still like such a fan. I'm a yeah, fan of the yeah. program. And so, yeah, I totally get it. Yeah. And then the evening the I think yeah. one of the coolest parts, of course, all the Disney stuff and just the location you're on the farm having dinner and sacred you're eating, ground. Yes. Yeah. And you're eating things that, would you know that you're eating apple like Walt. pie yeah, tag has not stopped talking about the apple pie now see i, I heard again i was listening to that episode and the cheese i don't remember that like i must have had a different dessert or i must have you know what i was probably getting ready to do the interview with floyd so i probably was like i can't eat anything because i'm gonna get right. sick but the right. apple pie nervous. was so good it was very good but the- the, marceline is a tie a town of great pies i will tell you that like mm-hmm. i've we've been there they've had like pies like auctions and stuff like yeah they wow. those people know their pies hmm. <laughs> but i thought it was just so neat that there was so many like locals that were there and excited and volunteering to like help yeah. make that event possible so it's not because sometimes i wonder you know you grew up with this it was normal for you to go to Walt Disney Elementary, whereas we go right. there as tourists and we're like peeking in the windows right. to look at the paintings on the wall. They probably think we're nuts because it's just part of their life. It so I thought it was right. very cool how the town, even if they're maybe not big Disney fans themselves, they still embrace the history yeah. and still want to be a part of it. I think that they understand the you know the importance oh, yeah. of... Disney, to your point, even if they're not fans, many of them are. Yeah. But even if they're not, they're they're a community and and they pull together and they love Kay and her mom Inez. They love yeah. them and they will do whatever they ask them to do. And so yeah. I have to ask you, mm-hmm. did did you happen to use the restrooms at the gala? Yes. Do you remember anything about the restrooms at the I gala? I didn't. You did though. I did. I was just too like amazed that they were way fancier than I was expecting them to be from the outside. They're like the, just... they're like the fanciest porta potties yeah. you've ever seen. They have like yeah. art hanging on the walls yeah. in there for crying out loud. Like it's yeah. it's a Wasn't thing. Wasn't it like a truck? Yeah, it just looked yeah. like a yeah. like like a trailer that they like parked and there's a little staircase up. They were like I wanted they're to take fancy. photos, but obviously I wasn't you gonna know, take photos because it was just so surprising. Can we just talk <laughs> about the whole thing? Like I have never seen somebody's backyard look as swanky as this gala. There was right. a door with a bouncer. Yeah. There was like right. couches. <laughs> like I was like, what you know, is going on here? This is like a field. So There's so many creative people there who just have yeah. great ideas. And then they have great people who are willing to like bring it to life. Yes. So I, I'm, I continue to be impressed because I'll hear Kate talk about these things conceptually. I'm like, Okay, whatever you say. And then I see it. I'm like, that's really cool. Like, you guys did a great job. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that very impressive. Incredible. incredible. I'm so glad you guys were able to be there because, again, like, I, you know, so there have been so many times where I've gone to events and have known things, but then I get there and it's like, oh, this is way cooler than I thought it was going to be. And I just love that, again, that people just lay their egos down. Not that they had egos anyway, but like, mm-hmm. it's just a different, it's a different vibe when you're in Marceline and you just have such access to people. Well, and Teresa and I've said this a long time. Teresa mostly says this, but like, I agree with her, which is, you know, we've gone to Disney Anna events. Uh, we've gone to things in Marceline now and, you know, people spend all this time and effort and money and 
standing in line and all this stuff for D23, it's like you could like literally sit at the same table with these people if you just go to these like smaller events that people seem to not like Disney Anna. Right. Like don't give Bob Gurr was just yeah, hanging out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then but everybody's could, gonna come and then it's not gonna be. But not we gonna couldn't, get we couldn't believe we decided for the Marceline thing that we bought the VIP package, which had all sure. of the like all the like panel things mm-hmm. during the day. And it was like us and like 20 other people and the so, people. Yeah. And it was like, what? And it was so chill. Yeah. Teresa about died because Floyd Norman came and sat behind her. And Tanya uh, McKnight yeah. Norris was like, can I sit next to you? <laughs> Teresa was like, I am going to die. I'm surrounded by Disney <laughs> <Right>? people. <laughs> so it was just really Dying funny. in the best way. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right? yeah. She's like, am I in heaven? Did we die on the way here? Like, I'm not sure what happened. <laughs> it was super fun. But it, it is it is interesting. And I don't know. And Teresa said this too about like vloggers and stuff. Yeah, She's like, where D23, is all the other yeah, people? Yeah, D23 is incredible. Like, it's an awesome, incredible oh, totally. fan Ooh. event. And, yeah. you know, but I don't think people, yeah, realize that the same people that go to D23 do other events right. as well. And we've had, we've had mm-hmm. D23 events in Marceline. Yeah. You know, we had our last one was last May or June. I don't remember, but, and they're going to, my understanding is they want to do those every other year sure, as well. Yeah. So we're kind of on the off years from, from expo or Makes fan sense. event, whatever it's called this time around. So yeah. Makes sense. But yeah, it's just, and which is great. Cause you know, D23 has such, such a following and people you know reputation of having all the cool stuff so that's amazing that they're going you know that they do events like that to bring people out to marceline just to you know get people out there and it's hard because marceline is kind of in the middle of not really nowhere but in a way it is pretty middle of nowhere if you're traveling you know it it's definitely the destination it's not like oh we'll just do it on the way to this or well, to Well, and there's that. not like a Sheridan down the street that you can stay right. in or anything. It's So right. it can it can be a it little effort. it can be a little maybe intimidating for people to travel on their own. I, so agree. I think it's great to have these group trips so then you can go yeah. with like-minded Disney people so maybe your family's like, yeah. "Why do we why do we want to go there?" You can still do it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Well, thanks for thanks for being so supportive of Marceline and the community and the Walt Disney Hometown Museum. We really appreciate that because I think a lot of people don't really know that it's there. Mm -hmm. It it was uh, first established to be a weekend to celebrate Walt's 100th birthday back in 2001. That's what it was established for was a weekend celebration. And the fact that it's still going strong, you know, all these years later, 23 years later, and that it's grown and just become a thing is is awesome. And uh, the community has made that happen. The folks who contribute, the the sponsors and and just some really wonderfully generous people who care about about the legacy and uh, and the community. That's that they've made it happen. So kudos, kudos to all of them. And thank you for being so kind and supportive and sharing with your listeners. And yeah, let's, let's make more, more people come to Marceline. Definitely. Well, was there anything else that you would like to talk about or thought you would talk about, but we didn't get to, or didn't talk about that you would like to. Gosh, it feels like we've covered so much. (laughs) Um, I just, here's, here's what I want to say. I just want to say, thank you. I remember that, the the day that I got selected as an ambassador and I and I found myself in this room talking about grilled cheese and all that kind of stuff. But but truly to be there and to feel like I'd found my people, I'd found my tribe. And growing up kind of feeling like 
I was so weird because I liked Disney and that certainly wasn't like what most people were into, especially not guys that just felt really weird. I mean, I remember like I would go see the animated movies, but I wouldn't tell anybody, <laughs> you know, like uh, I'm not going to tell everybody that I went to see the little mermaid this weekend, but like, it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. And just being able to be around people where it's just okay to like, say that you love that and enjoy it and appreciate it. And so the more people that I continue to meet within this sphere, like it's, it's you're my people. And so just the opportunity to connect with you and, and hopefully to connect, you know, with, with your listeners, with your audience, it's just a really cool opportunity. And I don't take it for granted at all. I'm just so, so grateful. So thank you for, thank you for letting me be a part of this. Well, thanks for being a part of it. Cause this, you know, it's a two-way street, right? Like, you come on, you mm-hmm. tell your stories, it gets us some some cool stuff, but then, like, you know, we get to hear all your stories, which is kind of a treat for us, and our audience gets to hear those things. And, you know, over time, you know, you, t- you talked earlier about, like, Dave Smith, and as people involved with the company who have memories of different things, you know, get older, they move on, or, the, you know, unfortunately pass away, like, those stories go with them, so... It's kind of yeah. been important to us when we do these interviews to kind of document some of that a little yep, bit. and share stories. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's it's a beautiful thing that you're that you're doing and I think just the the technology and the way that we can share stories like it just brings people together in ways that would not have been possible 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. So um again, I'm just I'm grateful and I don't know, my heart's full, I guess. I'm so, so happy that's that a gift we... you've given me. I'm so happy that we got to meet you on Main Street in Marceline. That's just, come on, like, how cool. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, it's, you know, I'd I'd never assume that anyone knows who I am. But, you know, when when you're in Marceline, it's a pretty good chance if you see somebody you don't recognize, they're there because of something Disney. So it's, it's or they're wearing something Disney or whatever. So you're like, are you Disney people? Because if you are, then you're my people. And um, let's let's get connected and let's get to know you. So I love that. Here's the big question. You've already worked for the parks, obviously, but let's dream some big dreams here. If you could work at Disneyland, what would you do? Yeah. Sky's the limit. Include any job, even something you make up. You know, I it's a it's a big question. <laughs> Because I'm not, you know, like I said, m- most of my work was in merchandise. I worked in entertainment for a while as well. We didn't even talk about that. But see, there's so many stories. But I... I really would love to have any kind of job that gives me, you know, a lot of interface with the guests. Like, that's what I love. I love talking to the guests. And I love, you know, again, working at the Emporium, I talked to hundreds, if not thousands of people every single day. And I traded pins so many times. I mean, like, and that those interactions were just so special. You know, I wouldn't, I don't think I necessarily want to be in guest relations because they deal with a lot of like, problem solving that's not my i just want people to be happy so i don't know if i you're you're gonna be an official magic maker there you go (laughs) you know here's here's the thing when i was there we there were there were there were a group of of entertainers um the citizens of main street Mm. and there was there was a man there who played the role of the mayor and his 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 real life name was chris weavers but he was he was mayor weaver and he has since passed away but he was really just kind generous man and and having worked on main street i talked to these people backstage as real people and on stage as these characters uh these wacky citizens of, of main street i talked to them every day like they were just a part of uh, the family and so maybe maybe being the new mayor of of main street usa and just walking around talking to people and that that would be cool 
you know, like you're probably going to, Teresa actually is probably going to be like, what do you mean by that? That's such a weird comment. But you have like, I could see you as the mayor of Main Street. Like you have yes. that look. <laughs> like I can imagine you, you like in a, like in a, like in a, a suit, a sash. like a top a hat, sash, yeah. like a top hat, maybe like a little walking totally. stick or something. I'd love that. Like a little pocket watch. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Sign me up. I see it. Sign me up. I think, so, it'd be, oh, well, I think you'd be perfect because you're very approachable. You're very kind. You're very friendly. Aww. I think now the problem is he'd have fit. to move back to Florida, which yeah. I don't think is something that that or I mean, or to California. My arm, right? <laughs> Give me the job. Maybe I don't care. maybe we need He's to like, start. If I can hang out in the parks all day. Maybe we need to start a crowd, <laughs> not crowdfunding, but like a like a petition to to make <laughs> I mean, for the mayor of Main Street. Well, we will have an empty nest at some point, and then we can do whatever yeah. we want, right? Like, <laughs> I go. mean, that's the the freedom will come back around at some point. But and I've always said that I'm like it would be great to work there, even even after retirement. Like that would be a super fun thing to do. I just. I love talking to people. I love stories and I love hearing people's stories. And, you know, when you work at Disney, you hear a lot of stories. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless of where you work. And I love that. I'd love to celebrate that. James does not want to live in a big city. And I don't necessarily want to live in Florida for sure. Cause just the humidity and stuff, nothing, nothing about like the actual state, just like the weather and stuff. Just sure. not for me, but I don't know how we ever lived there. When we go back there now, I'm like, <laughs> Oh my God, how did we, I mean, every picture during my ambassador, every picture, I'm like sweating profusely. Like yeah. it's sh- I'm shiny all over. Yeah. Like it's terrible. But yeah, yeah that's just what you did. But mm-hmm. he agreed that like in our retirement for a year, we can move to Anaheim and I can get the working at Disney bug out of my system and then we're good. <laughs> there you go. my, my father-in-law is the one person in our, in our like tight circle of family here who has not worked. My wife, my wife's mother worked at the camera shop on Main oh, Street at Magic wow. Kingdom in its first year in 1970. I think in 1972 was actually like the summer of 1972. So it hadn't been open wow. a full year. And she worked at the camera shop. And my wife, when she interviewed for the college program, told her, oh, my mom worked on Main Street. So they put her in at the Emporium. That's where we met. So and then my wife's two brothers also worked um, for Disney. So like there's there's some bucket list things we got to get done here. So I totally get that. Take. Totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Because I figure at this point, like, I'm in the Midwest. There's no way, like, I'm doing it. Like, I don't know. Part of it, too, is I've also said I've never moved back to California. But I would <laughs> to work at Disneyland for that year. But anyway, Christopher, thank you yes. so much for coming on. I'm sure that our listeners are going to love listening to all of your stories and your history and your mm-hmm. experiences. Is there any, do you have any presence online if people want to, like, follow you and see what oh, you're yeah. up to? I'm on Instagram. I'm I'm private on Instagram, but if you reach out and send a note and say you met me through the Disneyland, like I'm happy to accept you. <laughs> and I still post a lot of a lot of Disney memories out mm-hmm. there and certainly post a lot of things about Marceline and yeah. So my life is my life is certainly not just Disney, but um but happy to happy to have people follow along. Christopher C White six two five. So yeah, we can get that tagged into your stuff and And yeah, go I'm, I'm happy to Marceline and maybe you'll see Christopher yes. there. Go to Marceline. Tell me you're going to be there. I'll meet you down there at the pizza company. And then we'll go across the street to the museum. And yeah. You just got to buy him a cannoli, apparently. Yeah. That's all you have to. Well, I saw it. Like, you guys have a thing where people can sponsor, like, churros for yep, you, right? Yep. Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> you you need the buy me a cannoli button. That's right. I, listen, I don't need any cannoli. That's the problem. I like them way too much. So... They were fantastic. You guys, it's been a joy. It's been yeah. a pleasure. So thank you so much. It's super fun. It's okay. I'll be the only weekly tear without an answer. 
Make sure you send your questions to Producer James or Producer Vern at trivia at doweekly.net. Welcome back to Trivia Land, where we're going to find out the answers to tonight's questions. How are we feeling? Do you think you got a lot of them right, or what do we think? I mean, you know, numbers. I feel better than normal. Okay. Better than normal. Better than normal. We'll see. It was a numbers-heavy night, and those can like be rough numbers. ones, so... Let's see how it went. Your first listener submitted question from listener Heather G. How many bathrooms are there in Disneyland parks? You answered 28 between Disneyland and Disney California Adventure and two in the Esplanade and the Disneyland Resort area. The answer that I was looking for found through DisneyParks.go 20 in Disneyland, 13 in Disney California Adventure, and 18 in Disneyland Resort for a total of 51. Hmm. So just to clarify for the listeners, you were including bathrooms in the hotel. Yeah, because that's that's counted yeah. on the website yeah. as like the park area, the resort yes. area. Yeah. Yep. So we didn't even go there. Yeah. Yep. That's okay. I didn't part realize of the resort there were so area. many freaking restrooms. <laughs> oh, once you get to the... Hotels? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, there's literally one in every room. No, I'm just kidding. Mm. <laughs> Your second listener submitted question from listener Chrissy A. How many parking spots are in the Mickey and Friends parking structure? Tag said 10,000. Teresa said 8,000. The correct answer that I was looking for was 10,281. Ooh. Well done, Tag. Yeah. Full or half? I'm giving full credit for being that close. Yeah. I knew it was something crazy like that. Yeah. And your third listener submitted question tonight from listener Ethan K. How many attractions were featured on opening day at Disneyland? A little bit tricky there, saying featured on opening day, not necessarily writable. You answered 16 from Tag and 13 from Teresa. The correct answer that we were looking for was 18 attractions featured on opening day at Disneyland. I knew it was in the teens. <laughs> yep. 13 of which are still writable to this day, which might be where that 13 number came from. Still cool. Very cool. And your fourth and final regular round question from listener Jill M. How many replica skulls are on the Indiana Jones adventure? A lot. (laughs) 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 Teresa said 250 or a lot. And Teg said 1,995. That actually is a lot. That's also a lot, yes. (laughs) The correct answer that we were looking for a reference to the year that the ride opened. The correct Good answer job, is 1,995. Good job. Good job, Teg. That's right. And well, that's all right, because I didn't do very well on the bonus question. <laughs> and your bonus question tonight from listener MEP. Tell us all of the story of, of the little man of Disneyland. <laughs> 
<laughs> and Teresa was able to tell the story that Patrick lived in the Orange Grove and he was he gave permission for Disneyland to be built there as long as he could choose where his home would be and live there as after the completion of Disneyland being built. Well, oh, that was a fuller Teresa. story than I told you. I just said that they asked for permission. <laughs> I knew you knew the story. Oh, okay. <laughs> not well, terrible, listeners. not terrible. <laughs> How do you think they did? How did you do listening at home? Do you think you've got the perfect question that you'd really like to hear on the air sometime? Feel free to send that in to us at trivia at dlweekly.net. Well, we will be back next week with more Disneyland news and information. Until then, go out and enjoy the parks. And a special thank you to Sidel for editing the podcast. Please remain seated until the podcast comes to a complete stop and the doors have opened. Then collect your belongings, watch your head, and step carefully from the episode. On behalf of all of our crew, thanks for traveling with us. And we hope you have a happy and memorable visit here at DL Weekly.